48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Financial Secretary Paul Chan has said he hopes quarantine-free travel with the mainland can resume in the middle of the year. Two new sites for the construction of isolation facilities have been identified by the government. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has paid tribute to soldiers who've been killed by invading Russian forces. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says the Hong Kong government hopes that quarantine-free travel between the SAR and the mainland will be allowed to resume in the middle of the year. Mr. Chan said the government had initially wanted this to happen at the beginning of 2022, but the surge in COVID-19 infections meant this was impossible. He spoke on an RTHK phone-in program about his budget. It is quite hopeful that uh, if, we were, if we are able to bring this wave of attack under control and then keep the dynamic zero situation, we would be able to restart the border with Hello. the mainland without causing restrictions to fight. Uh, towards the end of the second quarter or in hmm. third quarter. When asked by a caller why the government was handing out a $10,000 as an e-voucher instead of cash, Mr. Chan explained that dispensing the funds electronically was faster, given that 6.3 million people signed up for the funds electronically last year. And it would take longer to ask people for their bank account details. Last year, about 6.3 million people have registered and this data with us. So using the same data set to... To give another round of voucher would be the fastest. Mm. If we were to embark on revert back to the system and ask people to provide bank account and do another round of registration, it would take a long time. And the coverage basically is very wide, including transportation and, uh, and groceries. So we do think that this would be as good as cash. Another caller asked why the government won't give the $10,000 handout to vaccinated people only. Uh, I'd like to ask why the um, the civic-minded, triple-vaccinated citizens of Hong Kong are being punished for the actions of the few who have refused to get vaccinated. Why, if you need to uh, give out this $10,000 consumption voucher, should it not go to the vaccinated only? Thank you. I did have given this serious consideration and came to the conclusion that perhaps we should delink this too. The current vaccination rate across the territory is over 80%, about 85%. And those uh, who have not been vaccinated mostly are elderlies. And for these elderlies, perhaps in terms of uh, financial relief, uh, they are the most needy. Mr. Chan was also asked why this year's budget provided support only to those who rent their homes and not to homeowners. The caller was referring to the tax deduction of $100,000 for those who rent while paying salaries tax, but said not enough support was given to homeowners who've had to remortgage their homes to get through the pandemic. Mr. Chan had this response. The current move to allow residential rental deductions in series tax is simply to bring this on par with those who own their homes. So no matter you are renting or you are having your own flat, your interest expenses or rental expenses will get deduction up to the same amount. Uh, to me, this is a, a fair treatment in answering to the call from the community over the past few years.
The government says it has identified two more sites to build community isolation and treatment facilities. Aaron Tam has the details. One of the new locations in Fan Ling was lent by a private developer. The other is on the Hong Kong Boundary Crossing Facilities Island of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge. The sites, together with several other locations announced earlier, are expected to provide about 50,000 beds. Speaking on a radio program, Development Minister Michael Wong says the projects are now underway at the sites in Kai Tak, Yunlong, Tingyi, and other districts. He said the facilities, funded by the SAR government, will be built by mainland construction teams using modular construction. Meanwhile, the authorities said 11 hotels are now providing some 3,800 rooms for isolation purposes. They added over 30 hotels are being converted into community isolation facilities. Commerce Secretary Edward Yao has stressed the importance of upgrading the tourism sector to prepare for an eventual border reopening. Speaking at a briefing on the latest budget, Mr. Yao says some $3.8 billion have been dished out to travel agents and their staff to help the industry stay afloat. The minister wouldn't say when the borders will reopen, but says there's great hope for recovery. They are coping, waiting that when the fine day comes where tourists can come back, they would have the ability to rebound. That's why the second trend of support, including enhancing Hong Kong's attractiveness as a tourism destination, is so important. I think Hong Kong remains a very attractive place for tourism. But of course, for the entire world, I think COVID has been putting a major barrier. So we are taking this opportunity of this now period to upgrade the trade as a whole, to maintain Hong Kong's image, and also to equip every frontline petitioner. A study by the City University of Hong Kong has found that warmer temperatures are associated with lower COVID-19 fatality rates. Frank Young reports. The study led by biomedical science professor Sean Yuan used data from eight European countries, including Britain, France and Sweden, during the initial wave of the pandemic in 2020. It found that warmer temperatures are associated with lower death rates, especially at temperatures of more than 15 degrees Celsius. Professor Yuan said he believed the findings provide a way to reduce COVID fatalities at a time when Hong Kong is experiencing an unprecedented surge in deaths among COVID patients in winter, with most of them being the elderly. The professor recommended keeping patients warm. He added after symptoms appear, these infected individuals should inhale more warm and humid air while wearing a face mask. A family lawyer says she's received many calls from clients who fear being separated from their children if a family member is confirmed with COVID-19. Samantha Gershon, a partner with Withers Family Team, was commenting as authorities prepare isolation facilities to deal with tens of thousands of coronavirus cases and their close contacts. Ms. Gershon said people were approaching her to draft up guardianship documents to give them peace of mind over who would take care of their loved ones. We've got children with severe special needs and so parents are terrified that they'll be separated from their children if that situation occurs and that really scares our families right now. So parents you know, want to have something in place should something happen to them so they're coming to us for that. They're asking for deed of guardianship documents and they just want sort of reassurance if we can give that that families can be kept together. Overseas, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has ordered a general military mobilization as fighting against invading Russian forces continues on many fronts. 
The Interior Ministry says it was time for every Ukrainian to take up arms to defend their homeland. The president paid tribute to those killed on the first day of fighting. Sadly, today we lost 137 heroes, our citizens. Ten of them were officers. 316 people have been wounded. Defending the Zmini Island, all our border guards died a heroic death. But they did not surrender. They will all be awarded posthumously the title of Hero of Ukraine. Let those who give their lives for Ukraine be remembered forever. Many residents of the capital, Kiev, have taken refuge in metro stations, which are remaining open to serve as bomb shelters. Those seeking shelter there said there's a general atmosphere of confusion. Eugenia Lysenko was in one of the stations with her best friend. There was total panic, hysteria, tears, fear for your relatives, for your loved ones, for friends. And it wasn't clear what to do, where to run or how to behave. Thousands of other Ukrainians have left their homes to find safety following the first day of intense fighting. Sviatsislav Urash is an MP for Mr. Zelensky's party. He said there were many Ukrainians who wanted to stay and fight for their country. There are huge queues of people getting ready for battle, and uh, there are people that essentially are staying and fighting for our capital. I am staying uh, as well. I was a part today of uh, the effort to get uh, weapons into the hands of those who want to try and defend Ukraine in in the capital in any way possible. The European Union has announced new sanctions on Russia with the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, speaking of a watershed moment for Europe. She said it would be impossible for Russia to upgrade its oil refineries or buy aircraft parts. The French President Emmanuel Macron spoke about the aid to be offered to Ukraine. Unprecedented economic aid has been approved. We have adopted the macro-financial aid package of 1.2 billion euros. It will go even further and all financial and other means will be mobilized and France will be putting an extra 300 million euros as part of that extra effort I just mentioned. And we are prepared to go on supplying material for support of the population and for support of the military. And I said that personally to President Zelensky. The Russian authorities have broken up widespread protests across Russia opposing the invasion of Ukraine. A human rights monitoring group said nearly 1,800 people had been arrested in 54 cities. In Moscow alone, over 900 people have been detained. And there's also an outpouring of condemnation about the war on social media. Regional shares mostly regained ground this morning after sinking on Russia's attack on Ukraine. Locally, the Hang Seng Index rose by as many as 145 points in early trading this morning, but it later reversed course. A short while ago, the benchmark was trading at 22,869, down 31 points. Market turnover was $74.1 billion. In currency, the U.S. dollar is trading at 115.18 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 12 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 49 cents. To sport, Russia's qualifiers for this year's Football World Cup are in doubt because of its invasion of Ukraine. It will also lose the European Champions League final, as BBC's Davin Ramjul reports. It was due to be played at the Gazprom Arena in St. Petersburg at the end of May. European football's governing body, UEFA, will hold an emergency meeting on Friday to confirm the decision to move the showpiece event to another venue. 
Well, the FIFA president Gianni Infantino has confirmed Russia's World Cup 2022 playoff game against Poland next month is being reviewed as a matter of urgency. The Polish, Czech and Swedish federations wrote to FIFA saying games should not be played in Russia, citing the military escalation and lower safety. Russia is scheduled to host a playoff semi-final against Poland on March the 24th in Moscow. Ukraine are also in a separate pool with Scotland, Wales and Austria. In the Europa League, Zenit St. Petersburg are out, beaten 3-2 on aggregate by Real Betis. Barcelona cruised into the last 16 after a comfortable 4-2 win over Napoli. Sevilla also progressed, despite losing the second leg 1-0 to Dynamo Zagreb. Italian side Atalanta completed a 5-1 aggregate win over Olympiacos, but Lazio are out. They drew 2-all with Porto, with the Portuguese side progressing 4-3 over two legs. Rangers made the last 16 for the second consecutive season after holding off a Borussia Dortmund fight back. It ended 2-all in Glasgow, with the Scottish champions advancing 6-4 on aggregate. Arsenal boosted their hopes of finishing in the Premier League's top four with a come-from-behind 2-1 win over Wolves at the Emirates. The Gunners fell behind to Huang Hee Chan's early goal but fought back in the second half. Nicolas Pepe came off the bench to equalize in the 82nd minute. Then in the final seconds, Wolves keepers Jose Sa deflected a shot by Alexandra Lacazette into his own net. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta says a dramatic win like this can really bring a team together. It creates such a, and a belief and, um, and togetherness and an atmosphere and cohesion with our fans as well. And, uh, and that's extremely necessary. Uh, we really want to create something special here. And without our fans, we're not going to be able to do it. And this team needs a belief that we are a really young squad. And I just say at halftime, we want to be there um, third, fourth in the top with those um, big teams. We have to be able to go out there in the second half and, and beat them. And, uh, and that was the spirit right from the beginning of halftime, and, um, and they managed to do it. Arsenal's third successive league victory moved them up to fifth in the table, just a point behind Manchester United, but with two games in hand. And looking at the weather, it'll be fine and dry in the afternoon. Moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook fine with cool mornings in the next couple of days. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. Sunny intervals early to midweek next week. It will be humid and misty. Temperature right now is 19 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity 56%. And to end the news, our top stories once again. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has said he hopes quarantine-free travel with the mainland can resume in the middle of the year. Two new sites for the construction of isolation facilities have been identified by the government. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has paid tribute to soldiers who've been killed by invading Russian forces. That's the news from RTHK.
Afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Sadia Osmani. After one thirty today, my guest will be Hong Kong-based Cheryl Bolden, author of Sustainably Stylish, a book that demystifies sustainability within the fashion industry and offers a unique insight into how clothes are bought, worn, and discarded. And I have a look, and I've had a look through it, and you know what? I've picked up some very useful tips, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. After 2 p.m., I look into a new online word game, Wordle, that has already gone viral in 2022. It started with 